Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
a lot of stuff in the news. I have to be honest. I don't even know if we'll be able to get through it all. But we're going to do our best. Uh, let me go ahead and bring in the crew. Uh, first up, man, uh, the beat maker, man, he hails from Detroit. My man, Beezy. Beezy, what up, though? If I could pull him up. Yeah, Beezy, what up, though? What up, though, man? You didn't even mute you, um, you didn't unmute me or nothing. <laughs> My bad, on? man. We're having all kind of technical issues over here, man. What's up, man? Yeah. What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Chilling. You back in the A? Yep. Back in the A. Back cool, in cool, Atlanta. cool, man. How was, how was it being back at the crib? Oh, it was dope, man. It, it, I went to the... Uh, Went and saw Black Milk live at the uh, at, at Garden Theater. He's with a live band. Okay. Justin Simpson, Will Sessions, House Shoes. It was dope, man. It, it was cool. Like a lot of people was coming up on <laughs> was coming up to me, man. Like recognizing me from the show and stuff. I, you know, it was it was dope. You you had thought it was funny because like people was running up and tim- running up to me and people was, other people was looking at me like who is this dude like <laughs> so it was it was cool, man. Got got a chance to talk to Black Milk for like probably almost two hours after the show. Okay. Oh man, that's yeah. what's up. Yeah, like like he made a point. He made a point to to highlight me after he got done with the merch table, and we were talking for like hour and a half, man, almost two hours. It was dope, man. It, you you just thought we known each other for years. It, it, it was cool. Well, I mean, kind of. You know, you guys. I mean, you've done interviews, and and you guys reviewed his music. So, I mean, I, I guess there's a you know a, a, a friendship and brotherhood there. But like out of all the people that was there to see him, like people he knew, like everybody. <laughs> He made a point to talk to me, but I, I thought that was kind of, that was crazy. Hey, you know the I mean, motto, man, cool. real recognize real. <laughs> yeah, that was like, man, that was dope. That was dope as hell. That's what's up, man. Welcome back. Got to bring in the point guard of the crew, my man FIFO. FIFO, what's going on? It was good, Clown. Chilling, man. What's up with you? Man, look, man, every day I feel old, man. I, I already know what Ken going through. <laughs> You know what, man? Look, man, you know how much sports I done played in my life, man? My my body's like of a like like a seasoned athlete, man. I'm playing like okay, so, so, so I gotta ask you this, cause I and I meant to ask you this the last time we talked. Hey, when the last time you hooped, man? <laughs> um Oh, uh, B, you know, when we went to LA Fitness, oh, what, what, yeah, man, is that, 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 that was that was in January, though, because the NFL playoffs. Yeah. What? Like six months. Yep. Oh man, you yep. slipping, like man. Months, you slipping, you know man. You slipping, man. I miss coaching, man. I don't miss hooping the same. Like like hooping, I'm I'm actually pretty good, but I miss coaching, man. No doubt, no doubt. I feel, I feel the same way. Come football season, I miss coaching. I miss it. No doubt. And last but not least, man, let's bring on the captain of the crew, my man Ken. Ken, what's going on? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Tell him, man. How you feeling? <laughs> um, I'm feeling better, man. Um, you were last. You know, it's, it's still, yeah, it's still been a uh, been a little rough trying to finish up the rest of these antibiotics, which uh, hasn't been been nice to me um, at all. But um, but I have only three more left, so you know I'll be able to knock those out, and and hopefully, man, by this weekend I'll be back to 100, percent you know, and 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 ready to, to just get back to to living life normal again. <laughs> you know, it's 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 been it's been something, man. But um, but yeah, I just want to add 
two quick programming notes or maybe announcements. Um, you know, people and I, we're going to get together Friday. Um, we're going to look at the Cavs uh, roster, free agent, um, free agency that's coming up. And we're going to have kind of like an in-depth discussion on what um, what we think they should do, what, you know, what they need to improve, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, man, we're just going to take advantage of, uh, of a day off and get together and put some stuff together, man, put out some content because uh, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. Everybody know love and LeBron opted out of uh, their contract. So we're going to just take a look at that situation um, and just kind of, you know, give you guys, our, give everybody our thoughts on it. So uh, be on the lookout for that because I think it's going to be, be really good, man. I was watching the starters uh, today, and I'm like, why are we not on NBA TV? <laughs> you know, like, right. you know, we should be on there. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I mean, they're – I haven't watched enough to know whether or not they're good or not, but they're okay from what I've seen. I just know and feel that we're better and a little bit more entertaining. Um, but in any event, uh, we'll just keep grinding, man, and, and you know, Hopefully we'll get that look. Um, the second thing is, and this is this is really exciting, man. I'm kind of looking forward to it, and I hope everything goes according to plan. But um, Detroit, I'm 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 trying to go to Detroit with B, man, for the okay. Lions' home opener against uh, Denver. And um, you know, B can tell you about you know all the things that they have planned. But I was talking to B last week, and you know he said he was going back, and I was like, you know what, I I, I should do I I, I want to go too. So I'm gonna go up there, and you know I want to, you know, definitely try to document as much um, as possible, you know, the experience, you know, of, of us being up there and and watching the game and and hanging out with Meech. Uh, shout out to Meech and 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 all of these other boys that uh they got a chance to meet. Uh, Beach, you know you lost the fantasy basketball, no asterisk, so you can kill that noise. <laughs> um, and uh and, and that's that, man. But. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be um, be something a little bit different. You know, I want to, you know, capture video, audio, and, and kind of put that out there. Man, I, I haven't been to Detroit, so I, I think it's fun. So uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. So hopefully everything will go according to plans, man. And, and, um, and you know, we're, we're, I'll have something, you know, exciting, you know, um, you know to, to present when, when, you know, when we get back. So, so those are the two. Oh, oh, and then, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I want to do another series as well. Um, that's going to launch on the uh, Dead End Sports channel. Uh, I'm biting, I'll admit, uh, Bleacher Report. Uh, I like the uninterrupted series, what they're doing with, with the athletes. And um, and I kind of want to do something similar. There, you know, I was talking to B earlier, and sports moves very, very fast. And a lot of things happen in between a video and right. the weekly podcast. So, um, so, yeah, I think this will give me an opportunity to kind of share you know, some of the thoughts that I may have, you know, on the fly. Um, so, you know, you know, I, I think it'll be something a little bit different. I think it'll be something a little bit fun. And um, and we'll see how it works. So, everybody, you know, you're listening, head over to YouTube, man, to subscribe because you never know what you're going to get, man. God, I, I, if you listen to the show, you guys know I, I tend to say some pretty wild stuff. You know, so uh, it, it should be emotional. <laughs> it should be fun. <laughs> it should be exciting and thrilling. And um, and if I get things wrong, you guys can check me on it. You know, it, it is what it is. So, um, so that's it, man. Yeah, those those are the three three announcements that I have uh, that I wanted to mention to everybody um, in the upfront. So uh, be on the lookout for for those. 
No doubt, no doubt. The phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. NBA draft uh, lottery draft went down this past Thursday night. Uh, pretty much that's what we're going to hit tonight, uh, hot and heavy. Uh, of course, we can talk about any other thing if you want to, you know, certain sport or a certain topic you want to hit, just hit us up, uh, 646-478-0356, man. Let's start right there, man. Carl Anthony Towns, to the surprise of no one, <laughs> went number one to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, after that, uh, I think it was pretty much anybody's guess as to who was going to go where. Um, right after that, the second pick, the Los Angeles Lakers, and we heard some rumblings during the week that they might not get Jaleel Okafor, the power forward center, out of Duke, uh, and they take D'Angelo Russell. Uh, the point guard from Ohio State. So we're going we're gonna to really hit the controversy of this draft, which pretty much took place in the first, I guess, ten picks of the draft. Um, so let's start right there, man. B, I'll start with you. Did the Lakers make the right move in taking Russell over, over Okafor? And if not, who do you think they should have chosen? I, well, yeah, I think they should have chosen Okafor because I thought that, you know, you know, leading to the second half of this 2015, I thought that you know Clarkson he had a pretty decent he had he had a pretty decent second half you know going into that you know last quarter of the of the regular season and I thought they I thought Lakers was kind of like you know what I think we got something you know brewing with Jordan Clarkson at the point guard so I you know I figured they was kind of you know comfortable with that so going into the draft. You know, once we knew Anthony Towns was going one, and then it was reports before saying, yeah, you know, Lakers are eyeing in on Jaleer Okafor, that he's going to be a sure shot number two pick or whatever. So, you know, I thought that was just the, the right pick. You know, try to go young, build that front court up young with Julius Randle, and then you got Okafor out, out, you know, up, up at the front court as well. So I thought that was going to be the pick. Now, granted, now I'm not saying that Russell was a bad pick, or, you know, it wasn't like a horrible pick because, you know, we all don't know how these players are going to pan out at the end of the day. But right. I guess just for for the roster need, I, I would have thought that, you know, Lakers would have picked Okafor at the number two spot uh, opposed to another guard, you know what I'm saying, another point guard. You know, point guard, maybe slash two guard, but, you know, point guard as of now because he has better court vision than a jump shot. So, yeah, I, I guess I guess it just says that either Lakers going to probably either try to shop him around or shop Clarkson around or maybe they seeing Clarkson as just a valuable backup to come out. But I, I thought they were kind of happy or they saw something brewing with Jordan Clarkson for them to be like, okay, we cool at the point guard for right for now, not maybe for the right. for the next you know decade, but for right now we're kind of I like where our point guard position is at. I thought they was going to go with Oakford, so. You know, I, I think Okafor would have been the, I guess, the safer or the pick that made more sense, I guess, to say. So that, I, yeah, I was a little surprised when they when they took Russell. I was like, the first person I hit up was Q because I knew Q wanted Russell right. so bad. And he, knew, <laughs> he knew Philadelphia. I know Q probably. I know his. He wanted Philadelphia to pick, you know, get a guard because they needed a guard because they were set at the power forward center. So I just knew he was like, man, we get Russell, we gonna be straight, we gonna be, we got, we on the right pieces. So, you know, when I saw they got Russell, I, that was the first person I hit up was Q. So I, I really think Lakers should have got over because it just would have made more. It's, it's, it's a pick that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I disagree. No doubt. No doubt. What, what about you, FIFO? You, you the point guard of the crew, man. <laughs> you got Russell on one hand and you got Okafor on the other, man. Which, which way uh, do you think they should have gone? I don't think that they could have 
went wrong. I, I disagree with B in, in the sense that in the West, man, think about it. Just, just name the top five point guards that you're going to see in a week, in a week's time. And Jordan Clarkson doesn't move your team better. Like he, does, he doesn't make your team better. He's just a piece. D'Angelo Russell or Jaleel are, are, are guys that can move you in a championship direction. Now, again, like I said, I don't think that they could have went wrong either way, but I understand them going point guard because now Clarkson can play the two. He's a 6'5 guard. He's not a point guard. He's not a shooting guard. He is a guard. There's a lot of guards in the NBA that have multiple skill sets, and I think Jordan Clarkson is one of those guys. But he's not going to be your second or third or even fourth best player on a championship team. He's a rotational guy. So to me, you know, even though Clarkson can hold his own against some of the, you know, better point guards or just overall guards and, and, in the and West. He, and he, pro- he proved that, too. He proved that before to his, to his credit. He proved it in the second right. half. No, I, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, B. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not this. I'm not discrediting Jordan Clarkson. What I'm saying is, is that he's not special. And no, no, I'm, what I'm, I'm saying. not saying either. I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying, hey, Lakers are happy with Clarkson for the next 12 years. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I know. Like, no, I know. Like, you said. You said yeah. not for the future. You said yeah, for right now, and, and and I get that. But at the same time, I just feel like you know where the NBA is. Just like back in the day, you needed to get a big man to to go against all the other big men. You need a point guard, an elite level point guard or guard. You know, the same combo guard, two guard, whatever. You need an elite-level ball handler, especially in the West, just because that's the toughest position in the NBA right now. So I like them going D'Angelo Russell, and I think that he is extremely special because at the end of the day, like I, I always say you cannot shut down a point guard. You can, Because I, if I only score 12 points but I have 10, 12 assists, guess what? I had a great game. You know what I'm saying? But if I score 25 points and have five assists, that's what I had a great game. So, so to me, you can't shut down a point guard, and I think that they went the right route. I would have liked to seen Jaleel Okafor because of the tradition of the Lakers' big men, and obviously I think he would have fit right in. I think defensively, um, Jaleel and Julius, would that would have been a problem. Um, yeah. that would have been yeah. a major problem defensively. So I, I can also see that's another reason why they didn't go with them. Because if Julius was more, or one of two of them was a better rim protector, then I would have said, you know, go with Jaleel. But since both, neither one of those guys really protect the rim and are not dominant rebounders, I like D'Angelo Russell. And the, re, the other reason is because I feel like you can start Russell right away you can start Jordan Clarkson at the two, and you can start Kobe at the three. So in Kobe's older age, he doesn't really need to go against these ones and twos for entire stretches of a game. So I think that you can start those three guys with uh, Julius Randle and whoever else that they get at the five via free agency um, and and be fine and better than starting Clarkson and Kobe in the backcourt with Jaleel up front. So I, I like what they did. I think it makes sense. I think it makes more long-term sense because that because now so you don't need a big man to build around. You need a big man as a piece. And when you have a pass-first point guard with extreme vision, the same way D'Angelo Russell has, getting the big man that can run and jump is way easier getting than getting that point guard. So so to me, I think they made the right move. Even though I would have liked to see Jaleel there, I think that they made the right move. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? Um, Okafor Russell, man. Uh, what do you think about the Lakers' move? 
I'm a little torn on it because you know when they when they picked D'Angelo Russell, I um I was a little shocked. Even though we we've heard you know the report uh, coming out um, you know about them looking at him and, and taking an extra long hard look at him. Um, so when when they initially picked him, the first thing that popped in my mind was okay, they're going for a big free agency. They already have Randall at the four. Maybe he could slide to the five. You know, we yep. still don't know what he will do in the NBA season. So there, there's yeah. an unknown there. But um, but for me, man, I, I it's, it's even though they're trying to convert it to a, a little man's league, it's still a big man's league. And when you have a guy with Okafor's skill set and a, and the ability to score the way he can in the post, imagine having that luxury. Now, granted. You know, you could become extremely crowded with Randall and Okafor, you know, both trying to work the post. But, my God, that would have been a, a heck of a, um, a a tandem to see them two just, you know, as they develop over the years, just, just wreck, you know, havoc on the league if they pan out to be what we all envision them to be. Um, but with D'Angelo Russell, and, and, I, and I'm kind of with B, we, we saw what Clarkson was able to do, and I thought that, when you have a talent like Okafor, a guy that can score in the post, with Clarkson manning the one, you can afford to make that pick because you can get by with Clarkson because you're going to probably go inside out anyway. And you still have Kobe to kind of stabilize everything, you know, um, with this young unit that he, he was running with. So, um, so for me, I, you know, I probably would have picked Okafor but I kind of understand the move that they made because this has turned into a point guard-driven league. And if you don't have a point guard that can compete, especially in the West Coast, with the Currys, the Westbrooks, you know, even even the, the likes of Colony, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 you're going to have problems. And, and, um, and while Clarkson has proven himself in, in stretches, you know, and he finished the season strong, um, I, I think the Lakers felt that Russell was a talent that they couldn't pass up with the current shape of the league right now with teams trying to go small and get up and down the court. And, you know, to their credit, they have Randall. So they still have a low-post guy that could be a double-double guy. We're going to pencil him in for double digits, uh, you know, rebounds and, and points. So it's just a matter of finding a, a five. And, you know, I, I can see what people are saying is sliding uh, Clarkson over to the two and that Russell just work his magic. So being a pass-first point guard, he just sitting in the table. Kobe, you here right here. You know, Randall, you here. Whoever they get at the five, somebody that may just guard the rim, you know, some athletic bid that they can just throw it up to. You know, you you, you take that. Clarkson, you know, you, you, you like to score here. Yeah, this one's for you. So he can really orchestrate the offense. Um, and then they have, you know, two building building pieces that they can build on. So they have the big man that they got last year, Randall, and now they have a point guard. So now it's a, okay, we have two, two hopefully foundational blocks. Now what can we build around them as we move forward in the future? Because, you know, truth be told, we don't know what type of point guards we're going to see, you know, next year. But, again, you look at Okafor <laughs> – and you don't know if you're going to get another big like that again, you know, moving forward uh, in the next year. So I don't really know if they could have 
made the incorrect pick. I think it just depends on how the Lakers want to play this year and what they're looking to do in the Kobe, you know, post-Kobe, uh, you know, post-Kobe, you know, um, you know, uh, generation. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be curious, man. But I personally, I would have went Okafor because I, I, I haven't seen enough of Russell. So I'm really just leaning on FIFO, um, FIFO's knowledge of this guy. I've seen Okafor. I know what he can do. I got to lean on everybody else when it comes to Russell because I just haven't really seen enough of him to make a um, to call that one. I think um, I, I think I think everybody made some great points. I, I think Russell and I saw somebody mentioned earlier. I don't think you could go wrong either way if you go Okafor. I mean, the Lakers were sitting in a, in a really good spot to be sitting in, considering especially when you consider the season that they had, losing Kobe and struggling, um, so forth and so on. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, I understand the pick. And I probably would have taken Russell too, and, and for for two reasons. One, you mentioned as far as what he what they're going to see on a night in and night out basis, particularly in the West, um, when you're looking at point guards. One night you you may have Damian Lillard. On Monday night you got to play against Damian Lillard. Wednesday night you got Steph Curry. On you know Thursday night you may have uh, I don't know you might have uh, Mike Conley. Um, you know so it's. It, it, it's a point guard driven then you may have to play Tony Park on Sunday uh, it's, a, it's a point guard it's a guard driven league um, I think having Russell there having Kobe there you know to, 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 to guide him and help him he's going to struggle just like any other rookie, rookie would but you know from what I've seen and I've done a lot of watch a, watch a lot of uh, tape of him uh, with his past week and a half or so um, he's the real deal. He looks like he's the real. I mean, he, he's he's still 19, so he's going to play like a 19 year old at times. But um, another thing, I think the other reason why you don't take Okafor in that situation is because this is the Lakers, and the Lakers are going to get a big. We know that. I mean, we've heard the rumors about them possibly pulling off a trade with uh, Boogie Cousins in Sacramento. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is, uh, uh, I think the Lakers are like second on his list right behind San Antonio in free agency. He's definitely leaving Portland, so we already know that. Um, you know, I think Gasol is out there for them to look at as well. The Lakers are going to get a big. Now, whether or not they get those superstars that I just named, I'm not sure, but the Lakers are going to fill that void. I think, um, so I think that part of it, of the puzzle is going to be filled in, through free agency. I think they really felt like Russell was a kid that they couldn't pass up, and you know that's why they took him. But I, I don't think you can go. E- I don't think you can go wrong either way. I do one thing I didn't like, and I don't know if you guys peeped this or not, but it just seemed like. And I know people do it this time, but I mean, all season long we were just talking about Jaleel Okafor, Jaleel Okafor all season, and it just seemed like the closer and closer we got to the draft, everybody wanted to poke holes in his game, like oh he doesn't guard on the perimeter, he doesn't shuffle his feet, he can't play pick and roll, he's going to get caught, you know. I, you got to go with what you see, and we saw a kid who was dominant uh, from start to finish throughout the, the the college season, and and his team ended up cutting down the nets, and you know he was a large part of that. So I, I don't think you can sometimes outsmart yourself. So with Okafor going to um, Philadelphia, which gave <laughs> which gave them like what eight centers now. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, 
phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Um, so let's go right back there to Okafor, man. FIFO, <sighs> do you think Okafor will fit in Philadelphia? Why or why not? Um, I don't think nobody fits in Philadelphia this year because <laughs> their plan, you know, like their plan. I, look, from the beginning, I was on board. And I think that what happened in this draft, Sam Hinkie did the right thing. You take the best talent available. The perfect fit would have been D'Angelo Russell there. Right. But the way that the Lakers took him. So what are you going to do? Draft somebody out of need or are you going to take the best player available? They took the best player available. So I don't I don't blame them for taking Jaleel. It's just that now what do you do? And then also later in the draft, like, he all together, you're 100% right, Kyle. I think that they do have seven or eight big men on the roster. So either they don't think Joel Embiid is going to be healthy or they're stockpiling bigs to offload them and bring other other players and bodies to that squad which I think that's what they're trying to do. Um, and I think that they have to make a choice. I, I found it a little surprising that right after the draft, they said that they're keeping Jaleel. So right. now what do you do? Because I think that two out of their main three big guys, two of them guys can play together. I think you could play Jaleel and Embiid. You can play Nerlens and Jaleel, or you can play Jaleel and Nerlens. But obviously you can't play all three of them, and it wouldn't make sense to keep all three of them on the roster. So, I, so I'm assuming that there's some trade or something that's going to happen. But I don't know where or who or what. I think that the most tradable assets are Nerlens and Jaleel. I don't think anybody's trying to touch Embiid, and if you do, you're right. going to get low-ball offers because of his medical history. So I, I, to answer the question, no. But at the same time, we still have to see Sam Hinkie make moves because you're not going to go into the season with, with, with 10 big men. Excuse me. You're not going to go into the season with 10 big men on the roster. Like, you just right. – that. come on. Like, if he does that, bro, and he still has a job, I, I don't know what the NBA is coming to. But – Let's give this man the offseason to see what he puts together. Again, the ideal person would have been D'Angelo Russell. They couldn't get him, so they took the best player available. I do not blame them at all for that move. But let's see what he does now. Let's really see what he does now. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? Okafor, man, uh, and he didn't look – he he had his best poker face. Like he didn't look that happy being drafted by the Sixers, man. Do, do you think he'll fit in Philadelphia? Why or why not? Uh, Okafor was very clear. He wanted to play for the Lakers. And right. he just knew he was going to play for the Lakers. And, um, and it, it just didn't work out that way. You know, and um, and and that's just how how things are, man. Um, and he has to deal with it. So now you go to Philly, perpetual okay. losers. Yeah. But did you hear about the reports of uh, Jaleel Okafor's second workout with the Lakers not going well? Yeah, I did. Nah, you gotta hear that. Oh, I heard about yeah. that. So he might have played his way out of the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? So it might be a little bit on Jaleel too. Hmm. Dang, well, that's on him then. 
because uh, you know now now he's in Philly and he you know as you guys have stated, man, it's, it's a log jam. And um and I don't think we can fault Hinky for picking Okafor. You know, people just just you know elocuted everything that that needed to be said about the situation. He had to take him. And with the 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 situation surrounding Embiid uh, turning possibly into Greg Oden, you know, you got to take him because, you know, it seems to me that Philly wants to, you know, um, play inside out. And they got, you know, Noels, and then they got Embiid. And if Embiid is indeed hurt and can't get on the court, now you got Okafor. But what are you going to do with Embiid? You can sit him another year if his foot is in heel. You still got him. You know, like people said, nobody's going to trade for him. You're not going to get a lot back, and that's what Philly is looking for. They're looking for assets. So I think it, it may actually end up working out for uh, the sisters, depending on what happens with Embiid. And, um, and I think that when you look at what's going on with him, you know, again, it's kind of hard to, to look at them taking Okafor, you know, and, and saying that's a bad pick and Philly don't know what they're doing. Philly just got put in a bad spot, you know, in the draft. But they still got a guy that was projected to be a number one pick, possibly second, that just fell in their lap. So, right. you know, it, you know what? I, I think about last year when I said that they should have – they never should have taken him beat. <laughs> You know, and I, I thought they, they had the wells, and I thought they should have went with with, um, with with one of the other two guys, Wiggins or, uh, or, um, or, or Parker. I can't remember how the draft shaped up last year, but I think they had a chance to get him, and they went with Embiid, and they had the wells. It's like, come on, guys, you really didn't need him. But the Phillies, they, they, got, they kind of got screwed by the Lakers because can you imagine Russell on that team with the wells and some of the yeah. other talent that they have? It, it, it would have been kind of crazy. So, um, so anyway, so, you know, Okafor, I'll tell you this. I am really interested in watching what happens with uh, the Sixers now because Okafor does not want to be there. And hopefully he goes out and, and, and plays like the professional that, that, you know, he should be. Because if he goes out and stick up the joint, don't work hard, you know, have a bad attitude, don't try to improve his game. He's going to be out of the league quick. So if I'm Okafor, my mindset is I'm going to go in, I'm going to work hard, I'm going to kill it, and then I'm going to play my way out of Philly, you know, and and, and negotiate my way via free agency, you know, to, to a team that I want to play for. So that's how he has to look at that. So, you know, and, and hopefully they don't shut him down. That That's what I would be afraid of, them sitting in four years. You better try to stay stay healthy, because <laughs> we all know Philly will put you put you down, man. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Pico's right. Hinky, he had no choice. You got to take Okafor. Would have been silly, or or trade down and and move down and try to get Moutier. They could have done that. That was an option. But you know, with the, the uncertainty of surrounding and beat, you got to take Okafor. What's up, Pico? They took Embiid third. So Wiggins went first, Parker went second, Embiid went third. So they've been third in the so draft. So who was after? So. Okay. So uh, never mind. Yeah. Crack everything I just said. Who was after <laughs> yeah. Embiid then? I don't remember who. I I, uh, I want to say like Alfred Payton was taken in the top five or top 
seven or eight last year or the year before, whenever that draft was. I know that was the same draft. But yeah, no, no. They 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 in in both of the drafts that they picked third, they they've gotten a quality player. They've gotten a franchise changer. But like you said, Joel Embiid is possibly, and I'm not ruling him out yet, but he's possibly Greg Oden. You know what I'm saying? So right. they had to kind of take him. And then what they did for Nerland, they flipped Drew Holiday for Nerland. Because remember, they drafted some. Um, yeah, Pelicans drafted Nerland. I want to say they were like fourth, third or fourth. I know he was a top five pick because remember he fell. Nerlens was supposed to be number one pick as well, and he fell. And then Pelicans picked him up. Everybody for a brief second was like, "Oh crap, they're gonna have Nerlens and Anthony Davis." But then they traded to Philly for Drew Holiday and some other other picks and all of that stuff. And you know that that's how they wound up with those two bigs and then Jaleel this year. Okay, yeah, Dante uh, Exum was the first point guard off, the, off the board last year. No, I'm just looking at it. Yeah, I, I think I was uh, – yeah, I just got confused. It's all good. Yeah. They, 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 look, they've drafted right. They, I, like, I, I, can't, yeah. I cannot blame – they have drafted correctly. And let's be honest. You know, you're talking about trading down and, and getting Moutier. Is Jaleel's a better pro prospect than Moutier? You know what I'm saying? So, so, so mm-hmm. that's why I'm not mad because at the end of the day, like you said, Ken, how you started off, you got he fell to your lap. He was consensus number one pick for ninety percent of the year. For ninety percent of the year, Carl, I mean, uh, Carl, Jaleel Okafor was the consensus number one pick, and you got him at number three. So you you figure the rest out, but you know that you got a guy that can change the franchise. So I, I I don't blame them. I don't blame them. They just got to make moves, and that's part of being a GM. A GM isn't just a drafter. You know what I'm saying? This isn't a person that signs players. You got to make moves. You got to make moves. So we'll see. We'll see if Kinky's going to earn that paycheck. What about you, B? Um, your thoughts on uh, Okafor, man? Does he fit in, uh, in, in Philly? Why or why not? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with the points people made, man. Um, but it's interesting, man, because I, I, when that happened, I think I had text Ken or I said something to Ken. I was like, man, either, either, you know, they they went like people said they went safe and got the actual best player of the staff, or something is really wrong with Indeed, but they but Sixers is not really saying what's wrong. Like some even is he in the work? Is he a little bit worse than what we anticipated him to be? He's probably not, but if so, and then I was thinking also too. I think Ken said it. Why not get um, Moutier? You know what I'm saying? They they really need that point guard because he was he was clearly the next best guard after you know Russell got drafted. Like he was the next he was the next guy. You know what I'm saying? So if they really needed that point guard, why not get him? You know, trade down and get him. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I pretty much agree with the the points that they made. I I, I don't know if he's going to fit because say if indeed is healthy. And he's, you know, balling, then, you know, is open for okay just, you know, playing 15, 20 minutes a game or something as of now? Or is this a good little way for him to learn and then maybe go get traded somewhere else and, and, and block him? I don't know. But, yeah, having those three big guys, you didn't draft three big guys in the, in the last, what? Well, not three. You didn't draft yeah, them. Yeah, last year, Noel. But you didn't draft the Noel as Noel. He, he came from, um, from, he came during a trade, so. But still, you got three big guys that can that you clearly look at that can be starters in this league, and you can't start all three of them. So somebody got to go. Something's got to happen. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I think, um, and you you made a good point, man. I think it's, it's not a good fit, but I think, like Ken said, uh, I'm sorry, what FIFO said, it's, uh, you know, you're talking about the number one pick, and the number one pick fell in your lap, so you had to take him. I think at some point, sooner than later, one of those guys got to get moved, um, and it's probably not going to be Okafor, even though he probably, <laughs> even though he probably wants out. Um, I, I probably, if I was, if I were the Sixers, I probably would have traded out of that spot. But I understand taking him because he, the the consensus thought process during the draft is you take the best player available and then you kind of figure it out from there. Uh, Julia Okafor is a baller. I, I don't know why, and, and it may speak to, to something you mentioned as far as like his workouts. I don't know why he would have slipped. Because I don't think anybody predicted him slipping going past the Lakers. Um, I right. mean, remember, right. like just a couple of weeks ago, we talked about whether or not it was going to be him or Towns going first. And so, in theory, he didn't. I mean, he lost a little bit of money, but I don't think anybody saw him slip into the, the possibly the Sixers or maybe, you know, at four. Um, that being said, I, I like I like his game. I don't know what the hell the Sixers are going to do with him, but I think he's the you got to keep him. Embiid and um, I'm just and Noel. I'm not. It's hard for me to say I'm sold on them because I haven't seen that much of them. They've been, you know, they both been hurt. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Like like you said, B. Uh, this is what GMs is all about, man. If, if if you can make it fit. But I know, you know, uh, Moutier would have been a, a pretty solid pick, but then they would have had – if you pick Moutier at three with Okafor sitting there, people will say, well, oh, how did you pass up on Okafor when he was the college, he was the player of the year, blah, 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 blah. And Moutier, you know, and, and people started poking a lot of holes in Moutier's game too as well. So, you know, Philly was kind of position where it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, but it doesn't help their case. They look really bad publicly. Um, I don't know what they're selling to the to the French to, to the fan fan base, and I'm sure uh, our boy Q, the six man, will be calling in soon to talk about that. Um, in fact, I see we got a couple of calls. We're going to jump to one more topic, then we'll jump to the phone lines. Want to thank everybody for holding patiently. Phone number to call six four six four seven eight zero three five six. The next pick, uh, <laughs> the New York Knicks uh, picked. Kristaps Porzingis, um, European player. Uh, they said a guy had a crazy—he had crazy workouts. He was climbing up everybody's chart. He was number one with a bullet. He falls to number four, and and the Knicks are sitting there, and everybody's holding their bated breaths. And out, uh, Com- Com- Commissioner Adam Silver comes to the microphone and says he announces the pick. Boom. That's all you heard. <laughs> a rain of booze. So, Ken, what's your thoughts, man? What's your thoughts on the Knicks taking this 19-year-old? Uh, allegedly, Melo, quote-unquote, wasn't happy. He came back a couple of days later and said that he endorsed the pick and said he was the, quote-unquote, steal of the draft. Yeah, right. <laughs> what's your take on the Knicks taking this 19-year-old kid, man? Well, I... I, I... I haven't done a lot of research on this guy. I'm, I'm really going off of what was said that night and a lot of things that were said uh, afterwards. They say the guy, has a, you know, <laughs> as they always say, a lot of potential. He, he could be that dude. 
you know, and when when I hear about a Europe, you know, a guy from overseas being that dude, I immediately think of of Dirk Nowitzki because he was one of the most recent guys um, to dominate the league, and um, and if he could be like that, great pick. But he can also be Mariani, John Vesely, right. <laughs> you know, of course, Darko Milicic, the obvious one. So you know, he he could flop hard. Um, but I think the Knicks ultimately. Much like Philly, they were screwed. Because what do you really do? You, you're, you're hoping that the Sixers pass up on Okafor. And you, you're sitting there holding your breath, and, and they didn't. It, it would have been perfect for them to if, if that would have happened. But it didn't. So now what's your backup plan? And this guy was the black backup plan. Now... For me, you know, I'm looking at other guys that I think could have been, you know, a, a good pick for them. Well, you know, I, I take that back um, because if you look at Winslow, who's projected to go four or five, I think the last one was he was going to go five, uh, fifth. Where are you going to play him? <laughs> you know, Melo, Melo, the the three, so you don't really have a spot for him. Um, so I think at that point, you know, you you just got to go with Przinsky. And it, it just kind of sucks for New York because no matter what they do, they cannot win. And all they needed to do was to be one pick higher. Right. That's it. Just because we always we see the Lakers took Russell, Oakford would have fell in their lap. And he would have been, a, I think, a perfect pick for them. You know, Oakford, Mello, and, you know, I mean, they still – have a mess of a roster, but it's something you can work off of. And um, but man, I, I I don't know, man. I can't knock them for taking the guy that they thought was the best guy on the board. Now is he, he? You know, it's up to this guy who has all the swag in the world who actually really thinks like he can really ball in the NBA. Right, right, like right. he's talking <laughs> mad shit. <laughs> like this dude's just talking mad, and you want that though. You want right. that type of attitude. He has to go out and prove it. But because you're talking mad, you know, shit. Like, you know that the NBA players are sitting there looking at, okay, all right, come on. You know, get some of this. So um, can he handle that? You know, can you put your money where your mouth is? So, um, but he has the attitude. He wants to come out and be great. He wants to turn the booze into cheers. So if he can use that into motivation and develop into the perennial talent that they think he is, the Knicks win, but it doesn't help the Knicks now, and that's what the Knicks need. The Knicks need to win now. They need to win next year, but Phil Jackson also, you know, is, is looking at this like, we also got to play a long game, too. You know, I know Melo want to win now. I know we pro- promised him certain things, and we we're going to make those moves to make that happen, but I also got to look at what's my legacy. What will happen when I leave at Phil, he, you know, I being Phil Jackson. So, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of stuck. He didn't get the guy he wanted. Okafor could have helped him win now. This guy can't. So they have to wait a year or two years or whatever for him to develop. So um, it's unfortunate, man. I'm, I'm starting to feel bad for the Knicks, man. <laughs> I really am, man. This is, this is a nightmare walking. Like they're not trying to do the things that they're doing. The Sixers, 
They are deliberately doing the things that they're doing. It's intentional. <laughs> right, right. The Knicks are not trying to do this stuff. And even when they try, they can't get it right. The Sixers somehow managed to get it right. The Cavs somehow managed to get it right. They got all kind of top number one picks, even though they traded Wiggins, which was a dumb move, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, the Knicks, man, I feel bad for them, man. I feel bad for them. But you know what? i tell you this. When they start winning, this is these, these are the times that we're going to have to hold on to because we all know the Knicks fans are going to, ooh, they're going to be so annoying. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, they just took the best guy and uh, best guy they felt for them, and you can't fault them for that much like you can't fault the sisters for making the moves that they made. I don't know if it's going to work out, though. What about you, B? Przingis, uh, PZ, that's what I call him. <laughs> he's, he's, he talks a good game. He's talking like Ken said, he's talking trash. Um, he, he said he watches World Star Hip Hop every day to familiarize himself with the culture, which is absolutely right. idiotic to me because I don't know what the hell you're going to learn watching your World Star, but <laughs> that's another story for another day. Um, what do you think about the pick, man? Uh man, I mean, I, it, I guess it was okay. I mean, I, I mean, who else could they get, they could have gotten? I mean, I don't even know what the Knicks need. The Knicks is they just need everything. Everything. So I guess every yeah. every, every, <laughs> every player every player counts. I mean, you know, and granted, in a way, and to be honest with you, like when when I heard the Knicks booing booing them and stuff, I'm like, I, I hope he do start this year off and just be balling, like like you know, putting up you know. 17, 16, 17 a game, you know, eight rebounds a game. I like I hope we put up a good a good have a good rookie season. So it'll kinda of make the Knicks fans look kinda of stupid. I hope he kinda of balls out. But I mean, I don't know. I didn't realize how thrilled he was until they showed his, you know, his height and his yeah. weight. And it's I'm like, man, he he is not NBA body ready. But you know, if he can, you know, get get to the uh, work with the uh, trainers in New York before the season starts during training camp and kinda, of, you know, get a little bit of muscle, get some strength. I think he'll be all right because I mean, talent-wise, I think he, I think he has it. I mean, I'm not the one that get all excited and hype off of highlights because, of course, highlight video is going to always make you look ten times better than what you are. So you know, I'm not going to get. I mean, hell, remember Darko Milicic? Remember how he looked good in highlights? And what did he do in the NBA? So you know, I don't, I don't get too hype off of highlights all the time. I want to see how you're going to do once you're going up against NBA, you know, caliber type players. You know what I'm saying? So. He, I mean, he looked like he got the tools, though. Seven, what, seven foot one, can shoot it, can shoot it. Seven foot one, like a seven yeah, foot five, yeah. seven five wingspan. Yeah. So he can yeah. run, jump, so, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he, yeah, he's doing that over there, but let, let's see what he's going to go up against these, you know, elite level basketball players. But, you know, I think it was, I ain't going to say it was a bad pick or, or a good pick because uh, Knicks need every damn thing at this point. So any pick would have been good. They had to pick. Mouye, they got, I mean, right. somebody. It, it just would have been better than something. So, you know, yeah, that's really all I got to say. I can't really say, like, oh, that was just awful, awful. I, I just kind of I kind of just hope he balls out just to kind of show up to the Knicks fans that was going up. So, all the New Yorkers. For sure, for sure. What about you, FIFO? What do you think about the pick? Um, You know, B talked about Darko. And, and the interesting thing about Darko, and I think every single person that you draft, and it's something that's immeasurable. Um, I think sometimes guys just they exude this, but confidence and a want to be great or the best player that they can be. Um, and I think Porzingis has that. And let's be honest, 
at 18, 19, 20 years of age, you're not competing against a grown man of 27, 28, 29, 30. You're just not. Right. It doesn't matter how much talent you have. Look at Anthony Davis. You saw it in glimpses, but he could he wasn't consistent until this year. And even this year, he got hurt three years in, and he looks like a completely different man than he was when he first got into the NBA. So, look, you can't judge these guys. It's all about projecting. And there's certain things to me that when you look at a basketball player that I look for, like touch, feel for the game, want to be great. And you got to remember, this guy is from Latvia. His English is how good? Because he knew that this was his goal. So he wants to be great. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to be Dirk. I'm not saying that he's going to be a superstar. But out of everybody else from four and under, who had the biggest upside? Kaminsky is what yeah. he is. He hit his ceiling. He's 22 playing against 18 and 19-year-olds. If you're not dominating, then there's a problem. Because being 18 and 22 is a big difference physically. It just is. You are starting to become a grown man at 22. You, physically, you're starting to become that. 18, you're still a baby. So with Porzingis, I think that he also fits the triangle. I think that obviously all of these guys have holes in their games. The greatest players have holes in their game. LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, Tim Duncan, everybody has holes in their games. There's no perfect player. But Porzingis, I think that if he does mature and he does reach his maturity and ceiling and all of those other things, Knicks fans are going to be like, well, damn, Phil Jackson did make the right pick. And the thing is, the, 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 the quandary that New York finds themselves in is, are they trying to win now or are they trying to win later? And the thing is, like Ken said, they're in a catch-22. They're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Because if you trade the pick, who are you going to go get that's really going to help you in this draft? Now, Justice Winslow, I like him because he is NBA ready. But doesn't he kind of play what Carmelo plays? Right. And is he? he's not really mm -hmm. a two. So, so to me, even if you trade down, I, look, I don't even like Porzingis at number four. I felt like if you would have got him at seven, eight, or nine, I, I'd be more comfortable with it. But with all being said, and there's reports of Phil Jackson trying to trade down and it didn't happen, he took his guy, his guy. So I'm fine with it. Um, you know, when, when, when sometimes when you draft in the top five, Sometimes you're not picking the guy that's going to play right away. Sometimes you are picking a project, and unfortunately, mm -hmm. they pick a project. But that project, if he pans out, will fit the triangle, will complement an older Carmelo. And, you know, the day after the draft, um, I was watching First Take, and First Take had this one fine woman. Her name is Rosalind. I don't know who or what she does. I don't know if she plays WNBA, but I know she played. She was talking about... When she went to college in Stanford, her coach ran uh, the, the, the triangle offense. And she said she didn't really grasp it all the way until year three. Year three for Melo is next year. Melo's going to be 32, 33 years old, 34. At that time, Porzingis is going to be in his early 20s, 21. He'll start to mature, and he's going to grasp that triangle, and I think that at like two years from now, he is going to be a main part of what they're doing. But again, he's going to be really young. But Rosalind was saying how in that third year, you start to understand 
if I set this pig here, this is what should happen and why it happens. But you have to understand all of that. And I'm saying all of this to say that as Carmelo gets older, he's still going to be a viable option because that triangle is going to be able to mask his deficiencies. The same way I think it'll be able to mask some of Porzingis' deficiencies. They just got to build that roster even more. And I think that bees 100%. Any bodies. They need able bodies to play now. But at the end of the day, they're not building a championship roster overnight. At least I don't think that they're going to get any of the major free agents. Mark Gasol already said he's not taking any free agent meetings. Plus, he said he's definitely not talking to the Lakers because of how they treated Paul Gasol, his brother. Wow. So, are you going to go after DeAndre? You don't have a point guard? So, they, you know what? Look, man, uh, KP, Christoph, what position? Man, look, man, they I. They I Look, tell me who they could have got that was better. Moody, Moody doesn't fit the triangle. He's opposite of what the triangle is. Opposite of how the media. So to me, they 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 they, they got some. They got their guy. So I, I'm not mad with it. I, I'm not, I'm uneasy about it. I'm I'm not, I'm not <laughs> mad with it. But you tell me who else they were supposed to go get. You know, the only other the only other person that I think that they could have got that would have made sense, but even he would have been too high for number four is Willie Colley Stein. He makes sense for that team, but I you know I I, I don't know. Porzingis has a bigger upside than that. Right. And, and with Carly Stein, is he, he's a he's a defi- it, defensively he's a monster, but you know he doesn't add as much on offense, and that would just be another pick where they'd be like, well, Melo's still shooting too much. I mean, Melo would have to keep shooting because exactly. you know Carly Stein not going to score a lot of points. Um, just real quick, my point. We're going to jump to the phone lines. Um, I think I think the issue I had with the pick. Actually, I didn't have. I, to be honest, I didn't have. I really didn't have an issue with the pick. The issue I have is with Phil Jackson. Is because Carmelo Anthony is 31 years old, and he needs. If, if the Knicks are going to be viable and be a threat in the East, which really don't take a lot, you know, you got to get him some. You got to surround him with some pieces that will help. And this kid looks like he's going to be able to help. I don't think he's going to be a bust. I like his attitude. Uh, like I said, you know, watching World Star every day might be an issue, but I, I like his swag. I like what he's talking about. Now, I, again, the thing that I think that benefits him, uh, and, and I know there's a knock on European players, I think the thing that benefits him is that he played in, like, the second-best European league overseas. So I think – and he's been playing in this league for a few years. So, again, he's – Used to playing against better competition, playing against grown men. Now, that's a whole different ball game when you come to the NBA. And there's going to be some guys that's going to try him in the NBA, obviously. But, you know, I think I think once New Yorkers see – and see, the thing is, what's easy for them to boo was that they'd never seen this guy play before, just like none of us have. I mean, it's, it's easy to cheer for Frank the Tank or, or Okafor or Winslow because we've seen these guys play at least one year. We know their names. I mean, Przingis, most people didn't even hear about this guy until we got closer and closer to the draft. So, um, pump your brakes, New York Knicks fans. I think I think this kid is going to be okay. I think the problem is, is Phil Jackson wants to turn things around, and this is more of a project that's going to take a little bit of time, and they'll be fine in due time. And like people said, the triangle help will help Carmelo as far as his deficiencies as he gets older. But he's a Carmelo's probably in the prime of his career. He's about to be on the downside on the prime of his career as this kid will be coming up. So you know, can they get more help throughout free agency? Uh, rumor has it that David West may be headed to New York. 
Um, they're they're going to make a pitch to Greg Monroe. I think if you can get some help for Carmelo and you add this kid and bring him along, they'll be fine. And they're in the East, so anything can happen. <laughs> but uh, the first Let me time, ask you this, though. Go ahead. Let me ask you this, Kyle. As a GM, is it not your is it not also your responsibility to make sure that your future is also intact? Oh, no question. Right now? No question, because, because even if we talked about the Lakers, you, you look at Russell, Russell is a pick for, not just for now, but also for the future because, mm-hmm. you know, he's someone who can, you know, be- eventually become a star and kind of take on that role as, as Kobe, you know, transitions out of the, the, the league. And I think this kid, you know, based on what I've seen, and again, I haven't seen a lot of him, but the little bit I've seen, he looks like he can he can come in and contribute and be a, a viable option for them in that office. It's, it's just, but it's like B said, the Knicks need so much. I don't know for the people who got pissed off at the pick. I don't know who. I mean, like, and that's what I've been asking people. They said, "Well, I don't like the pick." Okay, well, who would you have picked? Winslow. He plays the same position as Melo. You know, who would you pick? You know, Frank the Tank. I don't think so. You know, it's, it's so it was. You know, it, that was clearly the best player. You know, available. So you, I think you got to take him at that point, and you roll the dice and see what happens. Phone number to call in six four. But the first time he dunks on somebody and yells "World Star," it's gonna be a problem. Somebody might want to fight. <laughs> six four six. Four seven eight zero three five six. Let's jump to the phone lines. They've been holding patiently. Let's go to four one zero. Four one zero. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's going on, fellas. AJ from Baltimore. AJ, what's, what's up, going man? On, AJ. Dead and fellas, you know, I got about what six, seven weeks to football. That's all that man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right around the corner, man. Yeah, can't wait. But seriously, you know, um, back to the NBA, man. I, I've we got a real interesting. You know, 24 hours coming up. I'm definitely can't wait to free agency start. You're hearing all kinds of rumors and, you know, features um, about where Alders might go. You know, Cousins might get traded. And he's, he's going to share his coach the whole time he's there. So, you know, who knows? And I like that y'all told Nick fans to be patient. I mean, you never know. I had no idea who the kid is. I still, I still don't know how to pronounce his last name, and I don't even want to try it. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah, like, who, who knows, man. But I, I hope he does kind of you – know, I, I hope he turns out to be at least serviceable, you know, a, a quality starter, you know, uh, and somebody to kind of help Milo out because the NBA is a better place when the Knicks are at least competitive. They ain't got to be winning, but there is a better place for them to be competitive. Exactly. So, you know, since the free agency is your race, I figured I'd just ask, is there any, you know, do you see any player – I guess what what do you think might be the biggest shocker out of free agency as far as maybe as far as whether like a, a player moves or leaves or a trade happens, a signing trade happens? What do you think might be, you know, a move that the media or we're all sleeping on that might actually be great for us? Well, Lakers getting DeAndre Jordan. If the Lakers get DeAndre Jordan, they are a viable playoff team. Now I'm not saying they're going to no championship. But if they get DeAndre Jordan, I think that they can definitely contend for the seventh or eighth seed next year. He wouldn't have far to go. <laughs> um, I think if if and and I don't think it's gonna happen. But I I think if uh, the thing that would shock me and I, I hate using the word shock, thing that would surprise me would be if Dwayne Wade left Miami. Um, I personally I don't see it happening. I know that they are far apart. And the kind of money that he wants, 
obviously he wants to play for a contender. So if he wants to make that money and play for a contender, he's probably going to have to stay in Miami. And to be honest, if you look at the squad that they have, they can compete with that squad. So I think, you know, I'd be surprised if D-Wade left Miami, man. I just, now the only person that probably knows whether or not D-Wade's leaving Miami or not is Ken. We know they're tight. So I haven't asked Ken, and I don't plan to ask Ken because I'd rather D-Wade tell us. But I know Ken, you know, he's kind of like that winner horse guy. He's got the inside info. But um, I think, honestly, all all jokes aside, I think think he belongs in Miami. I think he should stay at Heat for life. I would be supporting now any team he goes to, and and I I don't think I mean I've heard people talk about Cleveland. He'd have to pay he'd have to play for like four million dollars. I mean he wants sixteen. He's not going to go play for Cleveland for for four. I mean so that's not going to happen. And Riley's definitely not going to do a sign and trade because Riley don't like LeBron. So um, that's the thing that would surprise me in free agency. Outside of that, nothing else. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see anything that that would kind of shock me when I when I when I look around the NBA. Um, I, I you know right now just kind of looking at things, I, I think it, it, you know it'd be kind of a, a little bit tough to call. Um, I have to see kind of where where people are going, but but I, I am in agreement with people. If DeAndre Jordan goes to LA, that's going to be a problem because you know he's he's a perfect fit for a guy like Russell. And um, you know, and 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 seven or eight, they they might can compete higher than that. You know, with, it's with Kobe, Kobe and, Kobe, yeah, Kobe being one hundred percent healthy. Yeah. So um, so yeah, man. I, I you know, and and of course, you know, I'm I'm all over the Wade story, so I'm watching that with uh, <laughs> of with, you with are. a lot of interest. <laughs> I want to see what happens. This this is the most interesting story to me because of what because of the sacrifices that he made and I'm really starting to look at the Miami organization and the a little bit made. differently now. They made huh? promises to Wade too. I said they made promises to Wade too. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're trying to keep their promise, man. So uh, that's that's a little bit shady to me. So um so yeah, I I, I don't know, man. I got to see see what happens with that because he took a pay a pay cut. Um <laughs> You know when when LeBron left, so and, right. and now it sounds like they're not fulfilling their end of the bargain. Time to pay up. Time to pay the pipe. I, I think the surprise for me, I'm a, I'm a, I guess I I stick hometown. Um, well, not really a surprise. I think it would be a surprise for the media if Draymond Green goes to Detroit. I mean, granted, it won't be a big surprise because he's from Michigan, so it kind of be like, oh, okay, he want to play back home. But um, I think that would kind of be a shocker. I mean, I you know for the media to kind of eat up. I don't think for Michigan folks and casual basketball fans, I don't know if you guys will be like totally shocked if he went to sign with the Pistons. But I think it would be a shock in the media that that he, you know, after having that great season with Golden State, they got something good going. Why would he want to leave that, you know, and go to Detroit? But you know, he's from Detroit. He still he still has ties to his home state. I mean, not from Detroit, but he's from Michigan. He still has ties to his home state, you know, a lot. So. He visited there a lot. He went there to celebrate his championship. He went to um, his hometown of Michigan to uh, celebrate his championship, too. So, you know, I mean, I could see something. That would be a little shocker. So I just want to keep it easy and stay hometown. 
But if that's something that happened in the previous year, I can see something like that happen. I mean, he'd be a good fit. He can plug. He'd plug right on in. Greg and Roll leaving. He'd plug right in that power four position, right, right next to Andre Drummond. You know what? I, I think back to to the um, uh, finals and North Cole joining first take, and um, and him looking to make some moves, um, possibly mm-hmm. out of New Orleans. And we all know he has ties to LeBron. Him going to Cleveland, they may not they may not have the money for him, but him going to Cleveland as as a number two behind um Irving, man, that 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 could be be a good look. I don't know how how possible that is, but I'll you know, and I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. I haven't really researched any of it because I know he's a restricted free agent, but you know, I just remember when they asked him about what he was looking to do. You know, he kind of, you know, he kind of danced around it a little bit. Um, one thing I want to kind of, I think the most shocking thing right now is, is Aldrich, because I did not know he was unhappy in Portland, and I'm really, really surprised that he's looking to leave. I knew, I knew it was over when he sold his house. When he, when he sold his house, and was that was the first time right there that he was, he was getting ready to leave to uh, L.A. I don't think it's a shocker because now I think. He's going to either go to L.A. or Spurs. At this point, it's, just, it's really who can sweet talking the most between, you know, the Spurs and the Lakers. But I think he's going to definitely go. Because you figure Spurs, you know, I think they got like a small edge because, for one, he's from Texas. That's his home state, you know. Right. And for two, there's no state taxes in Texas. So, you know, that that's, that could be another key factor. Then you're playing under, you know, Tim Duncan. You know, what's a better player to kind of mold you and make you probably play, make step your game up at another level than someone to guide you like Tim Duncan? You know, so and they're going to re-sign Kawhi, and he and Kawhi yeah. can carry that franchise yeah. Yeah. After, yeah. after Ginobili, people, Parker, people, and Duncan retire. Exactly, and people count not the Spurs like like the Lakers got this, but I, you know, don't be surprised if the Spurs mess around and, 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 and win because they got that small little hometown edge. But, you know, Lakers is, is, is exotic, it's sexier, it's a big city, bigger market. You know, you can finally play on a bigger market city. So I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be surprised or shocked if he go with either one of them. Because at this point, it's like, okay, which one he's gonna pick? And then y'all not. But what did Portland do to to Aldrich? No idea. Nothing. Look, look, look. He didn't look, get enough support from the franchise. Look, I I I think what happened was, Lamarcus is the last player of that superstar. Portland roster that they were trying to build that started with Brandon Roy. It was supposed to be Brandon Roy, Batum, LaMarcus, Greg Oden. And that was supposed to be the franchise. And he's the last piece that was there healthy through all the change, and they never have been able to win. This right now is his last stand. See, I, I, I always feel like this. When you're young in the NBA, the number one priority is get your money. Get your money. These franchises don't I, – I, they care about you somewhat, but it's all about what have you done for me lately. When you're young, go get your money. After the age of 26, the, your number one priority should be winning. Your second priority should be money. And what they've been able to do or what LaMarcus has been able to do, he's gotten his money. He was young. He's produced. He's been faithful. But now it's about winning. And I, I, anybody that knows me has known, I've been saying, I think LaMarcus is going to go to San Antonio before any of this came out. 
because he's a perfect fit, and nobody's even mentioned Popovich. What other NBA coach do you know in year one can take a talent like that and it not mess up chemistry, it not mess up flow or how they play? It's mm-hmm. Popovich. And, you know, everybody's already said it, Tim Duncan. I- I'll never forget, I was watching um, Popovich, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker. They were talking on NBA TV, and Popovich said he knew that Tim Duncan was special when he was in summer league and he struggled. And in practice, David Robinson went, like, David Robinson was like, yo, this, this guy does not change his facial expression. Like, he's the same guy. And he went up to Popovich and said, yo, he's the real deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, David, David Robinson scored 72 points as a rookie. David Robinson was an MVP. David Robinson got some chips. He know what the hell he's talking about. And as a rookie, he knew Tim Duncan was that dude. And he's humble. Even when the switch of Tony Parker being the best player on the team, you think Tim Duncan cares? Look, are we winning? Are we winning? And we know, look, man, Lamar, that's where LaMarcus is going. I, I, look, I'm no Stephen A. I ain't got no sources, but I am telling you right here, right now, LaMarcus Aldridge will be signing with the San Antonio Spurs. You heard it, it is. You heard it right here from, from people. Hey, we got we got a lot of calls lining up. Hey, as always, AJ, man, thanks for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate the love, brother. All right, fellas, no problem. Take it easy. Peace. Peace. Phone number, my man, AJ, calls 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six again six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what happens, man. Lamarcus Aldridge, uh, like a lot of like you said, man. A lot of people didn't see this one coming, and um, for him to opt out, and you know, and I people, I didn't even think about that that he was. I didn't know he was on that team. I forgot he played with Roy and those guys. Yeah, man. He look, man. It, it it was supposed to be Brandon Roy, Lamarcus, and Greg Oden as their big three, and Nick Batum was supposed to be a supplemental player, and all of those other mm-hmm. guys. Because you know, Steve Blake was back on that squad. Like they yep, had a lot. Yep, yep. They they had all the makings of being a perennial dynasty. Not not just a good a dynasty. Because Brandon Roy yeah. was that guy. He was the second best shooting guard in the NBA for some years. You know what I'm saying? I, and they just look, man. Injuries, man. They just couldn't get over the real night. They yeah, could. They, were. they, they could. Were. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Look like we got our boy, the sixth man on the line. Our boy, Q. Q, what up? Yo, what's good? What up, Q? What up, man? <laughs> hey, Ken, Ken, loving this. All right, man. <laughs> and anybody else that knows that Q, that Q is a, a sixth man, Q, what's up with the 70 centers, man? What's up with the 70 centers? We got 70 centers. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, man. Let me break it down real quick. Uh, so when it comes to the Sixers, right, Sam Miki has said from day one that his main goal, that like to what he did in Houston, was to stash a bunch of assets, right? And by assets, I mean players, picks, Stuff like that. So he's stashing the assets, he's stashing the picks, and he's trying to find a superstar in the draft to build around. The same way that, you know, Washington struggled with John Wall, same way that 
you know, Seattle Sonics at that time struggle with KD and Russell, those are the type of players that he's looking for. And they don't come around very often, which is why he said from day one that it's going to take a little bit to find that guy. Now, if you look at the last three drafts, Sam Hinkie has somehow gotten every single player who is protected to be number one. And if you're grading just strictly off of best talent available, Sam Hinkie's won the draft the last three years. Because Nerlens Noel, ACL tear, that doesn't happen. He's going to Cleveland. Joel Embiid doesn't, you know, have that bone issue. He's going to he's going to Cleveland. Uh, Jalil Okafor, for some reason. Uh, Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns, good, good pick. But Flip Saunders says that he wanted to go Okafor. Those three players have been consensus number one picks, and the Sixers have taken them. Now, when it comes to the issue of fit, Nerlens Noel, he is trying to be converted to playing power forward. So we'll see how that goes out. So that's one uh, option. You have Joel Embiid and you have Jalil Okafor. That's where the issue comes in, but it's a good problem to have. It's the same thing that Detroit's going through. Detroit had a surplus of big men, and they couldn't really figure out how to play them together at a consistent level. So now you have trade pieces. So you play both of them. You play out their rookie contracts. You play both of them, and you pay the one who's the best. Or if New Orleans can't play power forward, and they're both great, then you have a good problem of having two great big men who can can, can coexist in in the paint. Now, the reason why that Joel's injury, I'm going to touch on that before I get back to, to the draft, I did a lot of research. Uh, Joel Embiid texted the head coach of the 76ers, Brett Brown, early last night, and he asked him, guess how tall I am? And Joel was seven foot going into the draft in 2014, and of course, that's what Bird Brown says, seven feet. Joel says, nah, I'm seven two. So then I looked that up, and I looked up the navicular bone injury, and one issue that I think Joel is having is the fact that he's still growing. Now, when you're still growing at that rapid pace, there's a reason why these big men have these feet issues because you go from being six foot three in eighth grade to being six foot 11 in ninth grade over one summer. You know what I'm saying? So the growth that Joel is going through still is not leaving room for his foot to fully heal because when his foot grows and his his legs grow and his bones grow, they're getting weaker as they get denser and as they spread out. So when Joel's fully finished growing, he's going to be fine. And he's 7'2 now, and they think that that's where he's going to stay at for the rest of his life. So... That's the reason why I think he's he's not doing that. But the reason why Okafor is the right pick is because you can't pass up on that talent. I mean, who who are you going to take? Are you going to take Emmanuel Moutier who can't shoot? He's great, but we just got off of a point guard who couldn't shoot. And Sam Higgy always goes for best talent available. He doesn't go for fit because there is no fit. There's no reason to fit anything in right now. You have to play all three of these big guys out, and you have to see how – it pans out. So I'm giving I'm gonna give Hickey three more seasons to show me of like just something that starts to form and then I'm gonna just like be off it. Because I think that <laughs> soon these picks have to start conveying to real talent. 
and Okafor was the right pick. I mean, what are you going to do, let him drop to New York and bless that franchise? Like, you can't do that. You have to take Jalil Okafor. And I just think that the Lakers made a mistake because when has the Lakers ever passed on franchise big men? They've had franchise big men in their team, you know, from the dawn of their franchise, and they've always built around right. that. And you had a guy who could be back to the basket center uh, from day one contributing. And I think they'll regret this decision even if Russell is a star because you need a big man to compete on championship levels unless you're facing the bad Cavaliers team. So you have to understand that in this drafting business that we're doing right now, you always take best talent available. So I'm fine with the pick right now. He's going to play in summer league. He's going to, you know, see how he does. And the it comes down to who plays the best, who plays who plays the worst, and whoever plays the worst is getting traded. You mean to tell me that there's no people out there who couldn't use a healthy Okafor, healthy MB, healthy Noel? Are you, are you kidding me? The Cavaliers could use Noel right now for for imperfect protection, like uh, well before the Mozgov pick. You know what I'm saying? Like so, those that's what we're doing. I'm fine with the pick. I'm fine with that. And I'm and I'm chilling. Now I wanted to before I get off the phone. I wanted to give just you know some takes on the draft picks. When it comes to uh, the best and worst, I think the best draft pick outside of the top three, because I think all three of those picks are fine, but I still think that the Lakers should have taken uh, Okafor. The best pick of the draft uh, was the fact that Justice Winslow fell to Miami. Right. B, you know, I like Stanley Johnson. I like Stanley, bro, but, I don't, man, Stan, might, he might be tripping on that one, bro. Like, I don't know how you can pass up on that. I like Stanley's athleticism, but Justice seems way more NBA-ready. I feel like he has that fire in him that Stanley doesn't. I didn't understand how he dropped six picks to Miami. And guess what? Now you have another person who I think is going to come in day one and ball out at least off the bench, or he could probably start over Dang. It depends. That was a, a good pick. My worst pick, hands down, it goes to Charlotte. I don't know what. Like, I don't know, like, what Jordan is doing. Jordan wants to be competitive, and he said from time to time that he wants, you know, the best talent. And I understand that, you know, you have to take someone to replace Josh McRoberts. But, bro, you got Justice Winslow sitting right there. Like, he could fill in right with Kemba and Al Jefferson to anchor that offense and that defense. And you take Frank Kaminsky. You crazy. Like 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 that's just that's disrespectful at, at that point. And if I'm justice, I'm chilling because you know I'd rather wake up in Miami than wake up in Charlotte and that's no disrespect. So I'm fine with Justice being in Miami because he's gonna be great. But Frank Kaminsky right. nah dude. Nah. And can you trip him? First and foremost. First and foremost, the LA Lakers are not getting no big men. I don't care what no one say. All the, all the Lakers fans act like they getting all these people. Y'all are getting Rajon Rondo and probably Demar Carroll, and you can live with that. Y'all not getting no DeAndre Jordan. Y'all not getting no Lamarcus. I can guarantee you that DeAndre is going to stay in with the Clippers, and I can guarantee you that Lamarcus Aldridge is going to the Spurs. There is absolutely no reason for him not to go to the Spurs, and there's no reason for him not to stay with the Clippers. Aldridge has a opportunity right in front of him to extend his career 10 years, the same way Tim Duncan is. He's 28. He he can be 38 producing at that level. 
So for LA fans who think that those bright lights are going to lure him in, this is the NBA in 2015, not 1985. The world is much smaller than it used to be. People don't care about, you know, the flashy lights and the Hollywood sign. People just want to win championships and get their money. And if you can do that while getting your mom's cooking in Texas, then you will probably take that option because the Spurs are very creative with their cap and they're very, very creative in keeping their guys fresh. You could honestly, at some games, ask Duncan to come off the bench and probably extend his career two more years. And yeah, like Duncan could really play till he's 40 if LaMarcus and them do that. Because Duncan is playing at such a high level and Popovich is coaching at such a high level that him, Kawhi, and the rest of those guys over, over, over there, they could really do something for the next, I'm talking about five years, Duncan retired after two, LaMarcus steps in as the heir apparent, and they're Violin. off. Like, they are they are about to ball out. So, overall, I'm not tripping about the draft. I'm not tripping about that. But, hey. honestly, Knicks fans terrible. Hey, hold, 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 hold up, Q, Q, hold up. Let me get Ken in so he can he can he can offer a rebuttal before we get because we got more calls we got to get to. Ken, you want to respond? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what, what what to say, man. I you know they have Randall, you know they already have a big guy, so you know either they 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 get a guy or or, or they don't. But I don't I don't think I don't think they have much. Look, all they need to do is get another a, a center. That's it. So, can they win yeah, fifty games okay. though, Ken? Can they win fifty games? Because you know what, uh, the, the Phoenix Suns won fifty games and missed the playoffs. You mean to tell me that just a DeAndre Jordan who has a limited offense besides dunking could make the Lakers fifty wins? But but we don't. Un- but now, yeah. in fairness, yeah. man, we, don't, we don't know what Kobe's gonna be. If if Kobe, man, if we Kobe, don't know what we we really don't know if Kobe can play more than ten games. Shoot. So it's you know, like we're all just no basis. There's a there's a lot of people in the NBA <laughs> I'd bet against. Kobe Bryant ain't one of them. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to bet against him either. I was playing at a high him. level for 82 games. I don't know about that. I'll, I'm gonna leave it at, again. At, at I, again, even at that, I still wouldn't bet against Kobe. Of of all people coming off the kind of surgery he came off of, an injury he came off, I wouldn't bet against Kobe. I wouldn't. I'm gonna let FIFO tell not. it. <laughs> I'm a little FIFO teller, hey, man. Man. We, we, we gotta jump to some more calls, man. Hey, it's all good, man. Thank you for calling in, man. Appreciate it. All right, bro. Y'all be good. Peace. Go pissing. Go pissing. Phone number Q call six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Phone lines are lighting up. Keep the calls coming. Uh, let's jump to eight zero. Excuse me, eight six zero eight six zero. You're on with Dead in Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, this is DJ, and he comes from Connecticut. DJ, what's up, man? Um, as a Lakers fan, you know, me personally, looking at the draft, as of right now, I think it was fine with taking Russell over over four. If you really think okay. about it, in my estimation, because I've watched both Russell and Okafor extensively throughout the entire season, along with Towns, I feel as if, like, only Towns was the only thing that we could not pass up, hypothetically, if he was not from the, you know, the T-Wolves. Right. But I think Russell's a better fit because... Spacing would be terrible if you had Randall. The defense would be awful. And the combination between Russell and Carson would be pretty much set for the future and along with Randall. And plus, we got Anthony Brown who could come with the bench as of right now, who could be a great spot shooter. But, and also Larry Nance, but he got to keep his rate tweet to himself. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but as of right now, I feel as if the Lakers can like, look for a big man. 
But if it's DeAndre Jordan and Marcus Aldridge, I prefer Lamar. I mean, excuse me, I prefer DeAndre Jordan over Marcus. But if we have the opportunity to get Marcus, I'm not going to pass that up at all. But me personally, I would have liked Towns over before, of course. But I, I definitely prefer Russell over before. So that's how I felt. No doubt, no doubt. Got anything else for us tonight, man? Oh, yeah, and another thing is this. I feel as if that Marcus will almost like, I don't think he'll go to the Lakers, but he's definitely a strong suit and along with DeAndre Jordan. And I'm not going to sit and don't sleep on Jimmy Butler either because I feel as if, even though right now the Bulls are up in the max, but we all know the Bulls have a different and cheat to their players, so we'll never know. Right. I think with so Jimmy Butler, I think, uh, right. if I'm not mistaken, they, they have the, don't, don't the Bulls have a, can't they match any offer with Jimmy Butler? I'm not sure if he's restricted yeah, they can. or not. They can. They can. Okay. He's okay. Restricted. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> so check, check check this out. Um, since 1991, and I, I just saw this on uh, on um, ESPN. Since 1991, the season Magic retired. Here are all of the Laker point guards: Sadell Threat, <laughs> Nick Van Exel, <laughs> he, he balled out, Derek Harper, Derek Fisher. Ron Harper, Lindsey Hunter, old ass Gary Payton, Chucky Atkins, Smush, Steve Nash, Kendall Marshall, and Jordan Clarkson. So he don't have to do much, but it maybe be better than Nick Van Essel. So Nick Van Essel, he he got it in. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely, but definitely. you know, Lakers haven't had a lot of point guards, but they won three rings with. Without having a great point guard, so but you know we'll, thing, we'll see. But here's the thing, Ken. It's like this: the Lakers are not known for getting big men or drafts, uh, with the exception of Andrew Bynum. But other than that, we always go after players to trade or create. So really, we're going to keep the tradition of keep up with guards throughout the draft because that's what we're known for. But in creation, we're always going to make that splash for bigs, regardless of who it is that's on the market. True. All right. We'll see what he does, man. All eyes on him. I hope he wins rookie of the year because he's my I may be biased, but that's my candidate for rookie of the year. So I think Russell may ever be able to take it because he's got starting on the back. But I think Okafor has a good chance too. But we'll see. Porzingis winning rookie of the year. Hey, as always, man, thanks for calling in, DJ, man. We definitely appreciate yeah. the love. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Peace. Peace. Phone number DJ call 646-478-0356. Let's go to area code 516. Wait a minute, let's see here. I'm sorry, I pulled up the wrong one. 516. 516, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's up, fellas? This is me, Randy, from from Long Island. Randy, hey, what's going on, Randy? Man? What's going on, guys? How's it going? What's going? It's going all right. Man. How you doing? What's up? Been sure all right. Missing all this free agent fever, free agency fever coming up. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think this free agency fever is getting pretty interesting. Like, like for you, Ken, I think well, cause I heard what you said about with Mark, Lamarcus Aldridge could be going to the, like to the Spurs. 
Well, for me, I could see. I, don't be surprised that that the, that the Mavericks could, could make a run in for from from Marcus Aldridge, because you know Mark Cuban would try try anything he can to try and get some offers from for, for Aldridge. Yeah, because that's his home state too. I can see. Yeah, that. that's yeah, yeah. He's from yeah. he's from he's from Dallas. He's from Dallas. So yeah, that's, that's very possible. It's possible, but I was surprised because I didn't because I thought that. So Mark Sargent was not going to leave, like 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 the church, like Portland, because I have I thought he they were still competing, but I can see I can understand why he's leaving because I because I heard reports that that the that that the, the Portland Trailblazers they're trying to make make Leonard let Leonard their their like their future the the franchise player of the future, so I guess they see it now that okay Lamar all just sees it doesn't have that much opportunity so he's gonna. Try to, he wants to go back home and get his money for his one last opportunity. But for me, I think that with with him staying with the going to the place like the Spurs, he fits. I see he fits real well with the Spurs other than other than the Lakers. I know with with Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan there who's still playing at a high level for age now he's he's thirty nine, right? Mm-hmm. With yeah. him, he can show, still show him the role, but still. Show, take him under his wing, show him the way, and then like if eventually when Tim Duncan retires, now the whole the whole landscape could change for the Spurs. Now here with him, Lillard, with with Leonard staying there, and, and Mark Aldridge still being that two that two dynamic two dynamic team, I can see them putting still make the competing in the West for for like three, four, maybe ten years to come. Well, and I also think that that um, you know, and and I want to comment on you saying that you're surprising leaving because they're winning. Lamarcus Aldridge has the the he can go anywhere, you know, he can go to a winning team and continue to win. So winning, I don't think is is that much of an issue for him because wherever he goes, and you look at the teams that's courting him, you know, outside of the Lakers, you know, he's gonna have a good shot at winning. So, um, so it, you know, I, 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 I it kind of makes sense for him to, to see what's out there. It's true, true that. Yeah. But I think what's kind of interesting was also what with the draft, with the draft. I can see Justice Winslow was that steal, because I thought, I thought I projected him going to the Denver Nuggets because they already, didn't, I didn't see them taking Manny Moody because they have Ty Lawson. Ty Lawson there, so I think he'll he'll been perfectly fit, perfectly better with, with the Denver Nuggets. But shockingly, I can't believe they, they passed up on him and he keeps falling off to the to my to, to the Heat, which that's pretty well, that's pretty a good a good situation for him to be there. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, no doubt. They're getting rid of Ty Lawson. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Ty Lawson, yeah, Lawson he even quit. He even said, yeah, he even said, oh, I'm going to Sacramento. Sacramento, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, you know, he has ties to George Call, and they both, you know, he coached him in Denver, and they both are Carolina guys. So, yeah, he, he's right. definitely on his way out. Hey, got to get the more phone calls. As always, hey, thanks, Randy, for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate the love, brother. No problem. And also, for all for all my Knicks fans, Need they need to calm, need to chill. Just let Phil, <laughs> let, let Phil try to rebuild the team. Because <laughs> 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 
No doubt. Hey, Randy, we'll holler at you next week, man. No problem. I'll holler at you guys next week. All right. Peace. Peace. Hey, well, let me throw one quick question out before we jump back to the phone lines. Um, real quick. And I kept hearing this last week when I was listening to ESPN. Do you think, and I'll start with you first, people. Do you think that the success that Golden State, we, we just saw with Golden State playing small ball, do you think that that had any effect on how teams drafted it when they went to consider maybe drafting a big man? The reason why I ask that is because, you know, I kept hearing people say, well, Golden State saw what you, you saw what Golden State could do with small ball. And I think that's the aberration because everybody can't go small and be effective like that. What's your take on it? FIFO. FIFO. <laughs> you know, I was trying to call up here. Maybe he probably got his phone on mute and don't even know it. Like, my bad, man. I, well, I had you on mute. Well, what about you, B? What, what's your take on it? Oh, about teams playing small now? affecting the way they draft? Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you I, think Golden State's success had anything to do with with maybe teams maybe not going going after a big guy and not necessarily the guys at the top because we knew who was going at the top but I mean further down the line um no I don't think I mean now if this was like maybe like a, a third or fourth year we're seeing the team play small ball win championship you know maybe you know but off of one year I don't think you can be like whoa wait a minute I think you know not let if you were a, 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 a GM or a coach that's a psychic and be like I think I see something I think I'm seeing a shift in the NBA and I think small ball is about to be the way to play in the next you know decade right. or two but off of one year off of one team doing that you know I wouldn't jump the gun that far and say yeah teams are drafting that way because of the, of the success of Golden State I, maybe I'm just speaking from if I was a GM or something like that. I want to be like, oh man, I need to start, you know, so I can start playing the center at six eight and six nine. Like I, I you know, I I'm not just about to just jump in just that quick. But let let let's say if we were to see this again in another, you know, you know, this year going into this upcoming season, the season after that, then you can probably start being like, okay, wait a minute, then maybe there's something here. But I guess you want to try to be that GM that try to jump the gun quick and try to see it before everybody else does. Like you know what, I, I played this way first. And now I set this trend. So, but you know, I I wouldn't jump at that quick and say teams are drafting that way because that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. Maybe teams were really drafting that right. way, but I don't I don't think they were. That's just my opinion. No doubt, no doubt. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to area code seven seven four seven seven four. You're on with Dead End Sports. Which name were you calling from? What up, Kyle? What up, Cam? What up, Busy? What up, FIFO? What up, Ryan? Uh, What's going on? Uh, What's going on, man? Uh, not much. Chilla, man. What's up with you? Uh, Chanto. It's Kyle from work. Uh, whew, draft day. You don't sound too happy about that. I, actually, I'm not that upset with it. Like, I, after reading all the aftermath, though, like what Trader Danny tried to do for the Celtics. I, I, oh, I'm my sure. God. Yeah. I... I don't know if any everyone heard this, but the Charlotte one's been out for a while. He tried to do four first-round picks for pick nine, and then they really wanted Justice Winslow so bad. And they tried Miami for four first-round picks and two second-rounders. What? Damn. Yeah. Damn. What? <laughs> you better be glad those moves didn't get pulled off. 
oh man, they they wanted him bad. I couldn't believe he was still on the line. He was still on the board. I, I feel like nobody picked Justice Winslow. But then yeah, he slipped, and, and and I think somebody mentioned it earlier. I think slipping to ten. I don't think anybody had him going at ten, but I mean he's. He, that, Miami is a great place to land for him, man. Especially oh, yeah. if they get D Wade to come back. Definitely, the great place for him. But sixteen came around, and I'm thinking it's gonna be Bobby Portis, it's Gary Terry Rozier. Everybody. What do you yeah, think about that? Like, what? Yeah, what do you think what? about that? It's the Danny pick. Like it makes sense. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like when I was looking up to see what he he's done and how he plays, it makes sense. Like Boston mm-hmm. styles of play, it makes sense in that regard. And mm-hmm. The only problem I have with it is we have a lot of guards that like like the Sixers have a ton of big men. We have a lot of right. guards, and at the same time, we're also log jammed up in the front court because we don't have. Well, actually, we got Jordan Mickey at 33, so that 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 was a steal to me. He he could be a he could be kind of like a Brandon Wright. It was in Dallas. He mm. could be a nice little uh, rim defender, but uh, but R.J. Hunter, thank God. Oh. Yeah, oh, that kid can shoot. Yeah, Trust me, that I, I was, kid, kid out of Georgia so State. Yep. Oh man, that, he 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 when he steps in the gym, he's in range. Trust me. Oh, and the kid kid he already has a repertoire with Stevens because it's since high school apparently. So it's gonna be mm-hmm. oh, it's gonna be good. I was so relieved, but I I really hoping free agency like it could be it's it's looking like Tobias Harris from Orlando since it's between uh, Detroit and Boston for the yeah. front for him. But uh, yeah, I want Tobias Harris. I I want, I want him. You gotta get him. <laughs> you better hope he don't got gold ankles. Yeah, I know. That's that's the only. Hey, now Ryan, Ryan, him. you you're a big Celtics fan, man. Tell me what you yeah. Th- there's been rumors and there's been rumblings about the possibility of Kevin Love. Looking at going to Boston. Uh, what, what what are they talking about up there in Boston about the possibility of uh, Kevin Love leaving Cleveland and coming to Celt- to the Celtics to be the man? There's been like that one pitch earlier about the wash bomb from Pierce for Lopez. That that must have been like some rumor because that has never been brought up again. But since then, okay, they're still gonna pitch to him like he's gonna be like that centerpiece. Um, like he's gonna get, he's gonna be like Minnesota type of deal. Like you know, he'll get the press from or get the ball more often. But I, I don't think they're gonna pitch as hard because like in my, from what they said about Tobias Monroe, it sounds like um, a bunch of higher agents aren't gonna bite as easily, and they might try to a second tier, if you will, like a Greg Monroe or Tobias Harris, and cash in that way. But, um. I don't think it would ha- Kevin Love's going to be fine with Kelly. That's fine, great. But I don't think it'll stop it. If anything, based on what L.A.'s been doing with LaMarcus, I thought it, Celtics might do a, sl- a sleep try to trade pitch, but um, the, L.A. brought up all the stops. It's going to be Kobe, Byron Scott, Mitch Kupchak, and James Worthy mm-hmm. going to pitch to him. Like, what? They really want to get him. That's what you do, man. When you want to get your stuff, when you want to get your players, man. I, I heard that San Antonio is gonna when they meet when they meet with the Lamarcus Aldridge, they're gonna bring yeah, out Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan uh, Popovich, and possibly Tony Parker. So, yep. You know, you, you gotta you gotta come all hands on deck when you're trying to rec- uh, recruit guys. I can't wait. I, I'm not, I'm not as anxious as I was draft night, but 
I really just want to, where do we get, you know, like Tobias Harris? Did Lamarcus finally make a pick? Like, I just want to know, because this 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 Celtics roster needs to be cleared up if it's gonna prosper. It's just there's too many guards and there's too many big men that aren't getting what need to be done in the front court. No doubt, no doubt. And you got anything else for us tonight, man? Uh, I'm curious about Philly. Can you say much about Okafor? <laughs> yeah, we talked about it earlier. Um, I, I just, <laughs> I think he's the real deal. Now, those other two guys on the team, I don't know, man. It's just, I mean, it's three seven-footers, man. I just, it's a lot's going to have to happen for that to work. I'm, I'm just saying it now. I'm hoping he's not out, but I think Embiid's not going to be. I really hope he's not out for the season again. Oh, I do too. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that they're talking about it right now, I, I think there's something not month. being said. Yeah, yeah, we'll know in a month. But I think there's something that's not being said right now about yeah, Embiid. Yeah, something, something's on the hush-hush. Something is definitely on the hush-hush. Exactly, think, exactly. I think it is. Like, that that must have been the part of the reason why they got Okafor, because they got way too many big men, just like we have way too many guards. <laughs> it's, it's a joke. You go on Twitter right now. They'll have a bunch of memes right now. Celtics love guards. Like, six, Sixers love big men. It's it's, it's legit. It's wow. Crazy. Wow. <laughs> and Danny... Uh, Danny Ainge, GM, still has some, some draft picks, man, so you never know what where, where moves oh, yeah. might be made. That's one they gotta. He's gonna try to do that. This uh, that's what free agencies for. I think it's either Harris or somebody else. They're gonna try and you know, unload a lot. Clear up the minutes because we got too many young right. talent that need, needs minutes that they are really gonna prosper if they get the time. Like James Young, Marcus Smart, Terry sounds like he's gonna be. If he's not gonna be a starting five, he's at least gonna be a backcourt. And it sounds like they want Isaiah Thomas to either still be the sixth man or push him into the starting lineup with Bradley. But okay. it's just too much. It's just too much. Hey, man, as always, man, thanks for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate the love, brother. Appreciate you guys. All, All right, right, man. Peace, Peace man. Have a good night. Peace. Phone number, Ryan, call 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to 843. Looks like we got my dad on my Dad, what's up, man? You, Kyle. How's everything and everybody? Hey, hey, hey what's, what's going, going on? on? Hey, what's going on? I'm listening to all these guys complaining about they too got too many guards and all this kind of stuff. And my heart's pumping Purple Panther pee for them because I'm a Knicks fan. And I don't even know who this clown is that we drafted. <laughs> 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 really? <laughs> These guys don't know how good they got it. Let me ask you something, because I, I got in kind of late. Uh, this deal with Aldridge, he is going to, to Spurs for sure? Uh, nothing set just yet. Nothing set? It's a good deal yeah, free for... Agency uh, start, free agency starts at, at midnight tonight. It, it, it's a good deal. It's a good good deal for them. And uh, it's, it's, it's a winning deal for them. Uh, now... The one thing I was thinking about while you guys were talking is the fact that since Anthony Davis came in the league, there's some good players that come in. Everybody says how great Wiggins is going to be, but I still don't see it. 
he's a good player. Is he going to be like in a class of D-Wade? I don't think so. He's going to be good, but he ain't going to be that good. I haven't seen it. Maybe you guys, but see, then again, I also realize the fact that of the three major sports, basketball is without a doubt my weakness. I'm least knowledgeable of that one. And uh, I don't know just how good all these players are because I don't watch them a whole lot. I watch them some, but it's nothing I spend a lot of. uh, It's not like football, which I'm really ready to get to, to tell you the truth, especially after the last week's Knicks do what they did. Uh, But uh, I see a lot of good, exciting stuff happen. Now, I was thinking about this when people talking about playing small man and all that kind of good stuff, I was thinking about the Warriors. They might be one and done because uh, whether or not they can pull off, they remind me of the Buccaneers in football. Mark Jackson built a team, then he mm-hmm. got pushed mm-hmm. out of the way. They brought John Gruden in. He won a Super Bowl with Mark Jackson, I mean, with uh, Tony Dungy. Tony was. And, and they did pretty much the same thing in the, with uh, Johnny Kerr, did the same thing with Mark Jackson's boys. Uh, so whether or not they can do that again, I kind of doubt it. Everything and everybody hit on the right cylinders. He touched all, he pushed every button. And then to uh, make things a little bit easier, uh, I'm not making excuses for the Cavs, but kind of hard to win, and, and I really think it's incumbent that they get some nice sevens, eights, and nines, is that they, uh, the Cavs, if they want to really win for LeBron or win for the city of Cleveland, they need to get better players at the seven, eight, nine positions because their bench gave them zilch. I hate the fact that two of their bench was Knicks or former Knicks, but maybe that's why they ain't in New York no more. I mean, you know, because they certainly yeah. didn't show Shumpert and uh, J.R. Yeah, yeah. big time in the finals. Uh, and, you know, for a lot of times, it seemed like LeBron was out there by himself. Now, next year he'll have Kyrie. Whether he'll have Love or not, I don't know. Now, the Lakers, a lot of people hate on Kobe, but I'll tell you the truth. He's a player that I love and admire because he's a warrior. And I would love, it, it really would not hurt my heart to see him have another run at, run at the finals. Now, this kid they got, D'Angelo Russell, I got to pull for him because he's from my favorite school, the Ohio State University. For that, that alone, maybe love I hear some Michigan back there. Eat your heart out, sucker. We're, we're, we're champs. <laughs> we're champs. They know more. And we won with a third string quarterback. Y'all couldn't win with y'all couldn't win, could can't win with nothing. And y'all and don't think you're getting biased this year either, because we might share a little mercy and only beat you by about twenty one this year. Might. But don't bet on it. But you're big on our hit list. Uh but I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to football season. I'm, you know, basketball. I think is going to be better because you've got more and more good teams. But I really want to see what happens when, and what I really want to see in basketball because I know the Knicks are about ten yard, ten years away. I'm being realistic. 
but I really want to see uh, Anthony Davis get some players around him because I want to see big man basketball come back. And I want to see what happens when Anthony Davis gets some players to surround him. And teams will have to start focusing on him because by the time next couple of years, the good big man ain't going to be here. And he will dominate. He will dominate like Shaq dominated because ain't nobody else close to him in ability. Unless I miss somebody, maybe Cousins. But other than that, he ain't got nobody that's going to be able to play with him. Because one thing... I like about Davis, he could go inside or outside. But good defender, I love that kid. I just want to see him be, being surrounded by some good ball players. I love to see that. Mm-hmm. And that's about all I got for yeah. this evening. And it's good to talk to you guys again. You know, my son, people, uh, Ken and BZ, my son didn't tell me y'all was on Mondays. And I'm tuning every you Tuesday night. Like, time. We had to, we had to <laughs> tell me that. <laughs> You I told you that, Dad, you weren't listening. That's just, Kyle, it's the same thing you always tell me. I thought I told y'all, then you show up by surprise. I thought I told y'all I was coming to Florence. Yeah, right, hey, man. And I, post, and I posted it on Facebook, too. Well, I missed it. Zoom <laughs> <laughs> I love you anyway, son. Love you anyway. You're all right in my book. All right, guys, good talking to you again. Y'all All have right. a great evening. All right, good day, Brandon. So long. You too. Phone number, Dad, call 646-478-0356. Ken, are you back on? Yeah, yeah, I'm back on. Okay, okay, I was just about to call you. Okay. Um, yeah, man, um, so I, I think it, it's it, – it, I thought it was a pretty good draft, man. It, it, it remains to be seen, you know, how it's going to play out. But – um. I think, you know, some of those players, man, that were drafted, uh, did anybody <laughs> – I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm friends with some people who are uh, Charlotte Hornets fans. Did anybody have a problem with Frank the Tank going to Charlotte at nine? Yeah. You know what? I, I, go ahead. I, man, look, this, what, what's up with Jordan always taking, taking college player of the year, man? <laughs> like, like, I'm just saying, it hasn't panned out so far, and I look. I, I think I think Frank got is gonna have a, a decent career in the NBA, and, and I understand trying to go for a win now, kind of guy. But honestly, I think he's gonna kick himself for sending Noah Vonley over there to Portland because I think that kid is actually going to um, prosper into something better than what Frank the Tank can be. And sometimes, look in, in basketball, you just have to. Sometimes be patient, uh, and I understand because you know the the the, the vibe has. How, how many playoff appearances have they had in their whole existence? Maybe uh, one, with one, I think. Yeah, one. so maybe two at the most. Yeah, so I get it. You know, you have win now guys in um, Al Jefferson and uh, Kemba Walker, and, and they made. I thought they made the right move in trying to bring Lance Stevenson last year. It didn't pan out. Every move doesn't always work. But you know what, man. Um, I, I, I really don't like it. I really don't like it. But I don't know who they would have gotten in free agency to fill that void. So um, I think Frank can come in and you know what he is. But my biggest question mark is defensively. Yeah. Yeah. They, he, that's that's where he may struggle um, on the defensive end. Um, we got about six minutes left before we get out of here. Uh, something that came <laughs> across Twitter today 
And um, I wanted to throw it out to you guys. Uh, Scotty Pippen, man, he's in the news. Um, I don't know if he was asked this question, <laughs> but he's, you know, he was talking about the playing the point four, point four position, and he made a statement. He said, as far as like, he said people didn't compare him to LeBron or compare LeBron to him. He was like, and he said, quote, I was LeBron James before LeBron was LeBron James. Um, <laughs> B, what, what do you make of that statement, man? Yeah, um, like, I, I'm trying to, I guess he's going by, like, maybe what he can do on the court as far as, like, all-around, you know, player. He was the all-around guy for the Chicago Bulls, the guy. Because, yeah, Pippen did play, because, like, the Bulls didn't really have, like, a true, true point guard. I mean, you know, like, no, they saw times with, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, it was times where Scottie Pippen played the point, you know, played that point forward position. He was always guarding the best player, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Jordan maybe switch off. Um, you know, he was a good re- he was a good re- a good four rebounder, just like LeBron is. Um, he was a good passer. I mean, I can see why, but I mean, just I guess if you're looking at numbers and and just the way that LeBron's dominates, and of course they both in the, they both was two totally different positions on their team. I mean, you know, right. LeBron has always been that guy, whereas Pippen always been that right hand man. So it's kind of like. You know why would you say that, Pippen? Like you, you if you was that guy, then how come Jordan was the man? You know what I'm saying? It's like so. Yeah, it's really kind of hard to say that. I don't know if it's kind of like bitterness because remember he said that LeBron was better than Jordan or something like that. It was a better player than Michael Jordan? Yeah, something like yeah. That. I mean, you know, so yeah. you know, it's just it's you know, I don't know, man. At this point, it's like I don't know. Is Pippen just trolling just to kind of keep his name in the news? Or, <laughs> you know, I mean, he probably really mean it, and I can understand it because, like, you know, like I said, Pippen was that all-around guy. And we look at LeBron James, and he's like that all-around dude. So, you know, uh, but still, no, it's LeBron. No, like Pippen. No, <laughs> like LeBron is is that guy. I mean, you know, that's just me. no doubt, no doubt. What, what about you, FIFO, man? What, what did you make of those comments? Uh, you know, like, B, I, I, I get where he's coming from and the type of player he was um, and what you can do on the court. But uh, let's be honest, if LeBron and MJ played together, uh, LeBron wouldn't average 16, 17 points a game. Um, right. Like, he, he, he'd average a little bit more. I think, you know, LeBron, LeBron is a little is, – is, is a lot better <laughs> – than Scotty. Um, I think the only thing I can give Scotty over LeBron is maybe defense because he focused on that a little bit more. And even though LeBron is a perennial, all time great, you know, perimeter defender, uh, I, I get a slight nod to Pip. I get a slight nod to Pip. But, um, I, you know, I, look, man, he's just trying to stay relevant. That's what every old guy tries to do. You know, even me. I, I be telling old war stories about me and basketball oh, to these young cats. But, you know, look, man, Pippen, you were great. Um, you know, you are a Hall of Famer. You are one of the 50 greatest ever to play. And, you know, j- 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 just take it, bro. Like, you're not LeBron, man. You're, you're not a transcendent player. Because if you were, you would have beat the Knicks by yourself. And you would have been like Jordan who? Hey, man, that was Hugh Holland's fault. <laughs> Bad referee. Um, what about you, Ken, man? What do you, what do you make of uh, Pip's comments comparing himself or saying that he preceded LeBron James? You know what I think to me, man, when I, when I first read the, the comments, I think the thing that popped in my head was, you know, him 
playing a part four position because Bishop Kiffin brought the ball up the court a lot. And and you know, in, in terms of, of that uh that that I I can see where he's coming from. You know, a guy, you know, with with his height and size that could do, you know, a lot on the court, you know, defend, you know, he can score, you know, he can assist, he can rebound. You know, he was really he was a swift army knight also, but you know, more than anything, you know, he was that point forward guy that brought the ball up the court. So that was one of the things that first popped in my mind when when he said and I was like, Okay, I I I see where he's coming from but everybody knows that you can't like you can't take you can't be LeBron when people are comparing him to magic. And, you know, you're not magic. Nobody's comparing Pippen to magic. Right. So, you know, it, 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 I get it, but LeBron is closer to magic than he is to Pippen. Oh, no question. No question. I think that's a great point. I think, I think, I, I get what he's saying, but <laughs> I get what he's saying, and I agree with FIFO. Sometimes, man, you got to tell these stories, man, because people, you know, the, when you move out of the spotlight, sometimes people forget how great you were. And Scottie Pippen's 50 years old, man. I mean, and I don't think he was throwing any shade toward LeBron. Yeah, he was known as a point forward, but, um, you know, ball handling abilities, and he did a lot of stuff defensively. And, I mean, his job was to, you know, to shut down the, the opponent's best court. And he did that on a night-to-night basis. And I think he and Jordan were – they set a trend because they were not only the two best players on the team, but they were the two best players on both ends of the floor. And they, on, in, on most nights, they were the two best players on the court. So on the nights where Jordan's shot might not be falling or whatever – you know, Scotty would go get it defensively. And, and, you know, I mean, I've seen him guard point guards 94 feet, you know, and harass the hell out of them. You know, um, I remember one series where the Knicks were, you know, they were kind of having their way with them. And Scotty jumped on Mark Jackson, shut him down. You know, um, that being said, no, he's not LeBron. I mean, because when Michael left, there was debate about who was the best player in the game. There's no debate about who's the best player in the game. LeBron James is the best player in the game and will be, the for, will be for the foreseeable future. Uh, we can argue about who's up next, but it's clearly LeBron right now, and it has been LeBron for the last couple of years. And, um, no, so I, I kind of get what Scotty was – I would have liked to have heard the audio and, like, seen his facial expressions. You know, maybe I could take something from that. But, um, nah, he, he's – you know, he – He's reaching with that one, and I don't think that was his intent. But it just—that's how it came off. Like he's just kind of reaching for that. And I mean, Scotty's great in his own right. We 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 know of the greatness of Scotty Pippen, but he's not LeBron. Man. He's just not LeBron. Not even close. So, so yeah. So there it is, man. Um, another another dope show done. Take a fork, grab the boat. Um, you guys got it since we are a little bit over. You guys got anything you want to say to close out? Uh, you know what? I, I've been thinking about this. Um, you know, we're, we're about to hit free agency. Um, it's kind of slow. Uh, MLB is kind of feeling that transition period right now. 
Um, so a lot of the stories are going in there because, just, I mean, you know, the, the games don't really matter as much right now. Um, but I, I really, I've been trying to think of a way for, for us to really kind of cover some of the free agent moves, um, mm-hmm. you know, as, as, as free agency kick off. So, um, so I don't know. I, I think, you know, everybody listening, stay tuned for that. You know, hopefully we can, we can put something together where it's in the form of a podcast, maybe a couple of quick videos where we analyze, you know, some of the guys that are signing, you know, and, and, right. and basically determine whether or not it was a good fit, you know, and, and what do we expect and then that sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, I've been thinking about that, that for, uh, for about a week now. So hopefully we'll be able to come up with something that'll, that'll be really good interesting for you guys because, you know, um, you guys want to hear what we think, and we appreciate that, and, and we're going to try to, you know, definitely uh, uphold our end of the bargain. So we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Definitely, and and always, uh, we don't say this enough, but uh, we definitely thank you guys for listening. Definitely appreciate the love and supporting the movement. Uh, we get a lot of tweets throughout the week um, about, you know, listening to us and watching our videos and things of that nature, so we definitely appreciate that. Um, also, we, you know, if if we have a set, you know, things that we want to talk about. But um, and I remember somebody asked a couple of weeks ago if we want to talk about baseball. Trust me, we can talk about any sport. So <laughs> if we're set to talk about something, but like tonight it was, it was clearly draft heavy. Um, I'm pretty sure next week we'll be talking a lot free agency. Uh, the All Star Game in Major League Baseball is coming up. Uh, there's some controversy surrounding that already as far as the voting is concerned. So those will probably be the things that we hit, but also throughout the week, um, there are a lot of things that come up. So, you know, if there's something you want to talk about, hey, more the, the easiest way to talk about something else is to give us a call or send us a tweet, and we'll talk about it. But, um, you know, we're, we're definitely going to get it hot and heavy and uh, get more videos out and, and more content for you guys. So we definitely appreciate the support. Y'all gonna get quiet now? <laughs> oh, I, 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 mean, I, you know, I thought you was getting. I thought you was getting ready to close it out. I did too. <laughs> I thought you was about to finish it off. Yeah, it's got quiet. Hey, I had to look at my phone. Like, are we still on the air? <laughs> yeah, no. I thought, I thought you was about to finish it off, man. I thought you was about to. I thought you was about to be like, all right, we out. Oh, you know what? Before we get out of here, Ken, go ahead and and, and run down what you talked about a little earlier in the show for those who, who may not have caught it, and then we'll sign off. Yeah, uh, you know, there's, there's the, the so I'm still a Bleacher Report uh, video idea. Uh, right. Basically, what it is, is it'll just be, you know, quick. Uh, I'll try not to go over five minutes. Um, but just basically, me just talking about certain stories that catch that, that catch my eye throughout the year, like way, you know, becoming a free agent and, and my thoughts on that. Um, and, you know, Chris Sale, you know, he, he set a record tonight. You know, with double digit strikeouts, he had 11 to 6. So that's something that I've been following. He's on my fantasy baseball team too. But you know, he he just set the record. You know, um, he just set a, a a record tonight. You know, and he's like the second pitcher in MLB history with 10 plus strikeouts in eight straight games. And he points Pedro Martinez, and I was a big Pedro Martinez fan back in the day. So those are the type of things that. You know, as the week goes along, I'm looking at it, I'm tracking these stories, and, you know, we have limited time, you know, on Tuesdays to cover a lot of that. 
so and and you know I just kind of sometimes need to unload and and kind of um, put those out there. So you know it's gonna go to the channel. You know it's gonna be just straight, raw, stream of consciousness, thought. Um, you know unedited, just kind of straight. You know off the cuff. And um, and we'll see how it goes, man. So everybody, you know you guys go ahead and definitely subscribe to the channel and and be into it for that. And also people, and I'm gonna get together Friday. Um, and talk about the Cavs and what they need to do next. Look at some of their off-season moves. Uh, you know, Love is opted out. LeBron is opted out. So we're just going to basically analyze the team and give a breakdown on um, on what we think they need to do in order to win it all next year. Uh, and and I'm going to hopefully go to Detroit to catch Detroit home opener. Matthew Stafford versus Peyton Manning. There you <laughs> go. There you go. So I'm trying to get up there with B. No doubt, no doubt. So that's gonna do it for us, man. For for B for Ken for FIFO. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle. We will holler at you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.